Hey, good morning. Welcome to Online Church. If you're here for the very first time, my name is Jeremy. And along with my wife, we just have the honor of pastoring Avenue Church. And we're located here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, normally we have a physical location, but we are now fully online. So do me a favor, if you're brand new with us, text Avenue to 702 727-8280. It should be like right here somewhere on the screen. And if you do that, we're going to send a $5 gift on your behalf to Feed One, which is through Convoy of Hope. And they're already making a huge difference all across the United States and the world during this crisis. And so if you're also joining us, I want you to chat with us. I want you to give us verbal feedback. Give an amen. Come on, pastor. And uh, so I want to chat and connect with you more than ever. We need to stay digitally connected. That's why we have our Zoom small groups. That we have, that's why we have Facebook Live every single weekday on our Facebook page because we want to stay as connected as we can. And kind of during the series, the series is Unstoppable Church, Unshakable God. And we're in this series and because we're really talking about faith over fear. Faith over fear. And here's what I love about the Bible. There's actually 365 fear nots, or you know, do not be afraid, commandments in God's word. And as preachers, we always say that's one command for every day of the year. Do not fear. But here's what I love about that command, that whenever there's a command, God equips us so we can obey the command. And so God, how are you equipping us during the season of not being afraid? And so Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 it says this, be anxious for nothing. That's another translation for don't be afraid. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So let's pray. Let's intercede. Let's give thanks to God. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, this is where faith over fear really comes in. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding and will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. We can only receive this through Christ Jesus. I love what the word surpass there says. In my limited understanding, I love how it says peace will pass by. If, it, if peace and knowledge were in a race, peace is going to beat knowledge in the race. That whatever I think is going on or whatever is going on, peace will surpass that and it will guard my heart in my mind. How many know we need Jesus right now during these times? We need God to guard our hearts and guard our minds because we're all in a time where we're a little afraid. We're in a time where we have the fear of the unknown, that there is a virus, that people are getting sick or people have lost their jobs or there's the, the economy is on is, is really in an in a, in a unknown season right now. And with fear, Really, we have two options. Do we fight or do we flight? Do we fight or do we run away? And so here's the title of my message today. If you're taking notes, I encourage you, sitting on your couch, in your car, wherever you're at, I want you to take notes on your phone, on your uh, notepad. But I want you to write this down, that in the series of Unstoppable Church, Unshakable God, the title of my message today is Unstoppable Faith. It's Unstoppable faith. And so if you have your Bibles with you, get your Bibles out. You can get the YouVersion app out as well. I want you to turn to Judges chapter 6, 
And we're going to start at verse 11. Uh, get your iPhones out. I got my phone right here, all right? Uh, if you have your Android or anything like that, just leave that away. It's just going to frustrate you. We're back, everybody. We're back online. And so I want you to turn your Bibles to Judges chapter 6. I want to talk about a unique person in the Bible who was afraid, but he ran. He didn't fight right away, but he ran and he hid. And so here's what Judges chapter 6 says. The angel of the Lord came and he sat under the oak in Oprah that belonged to Joash. I love that. Oprah's in the Bible, everybody. You get a tree. You get a tree. Okay, that's bad. Bad joke. Where, it's the, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. And so here's the picture. It's that the Midianites, they're the bad guys. They're overwhelming the land. They're conquering. And Gideon is hiding and he's pressing wheat in a wine press. So basically what he's doing doesn't make sense, but he's afraid. And verse 12 says, And when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. I love that statement. So if you're taking notes, here's my first point today, is that God is with you. God is with you. That Gideon was alone. Gideon is hiding Gideon is isolated. He is hiding from death. He's afraid. And the Lord speaks to him. God often speaks when the noise has been turned down. You know, I did a series last year called Distracted. There's so many things in our life that distract us from hearing the voice of God. So let this be a season right now where we say, I'm going to pray like I've never prayed before. I'm going to read my word like I've never read the word of God before. I'm going to hear God's voice. You know, this is a season where we're practicing social distancing, but I also want us to become stronger together online as a church. That we are relationally connecting like never before. So shout online, all right? Shout out to all you online people right now. So chat. I want you to tell people where you're watching from. I want you to know that you are here at church today. And here's what I love. The, the, the angel of the Lord appears. The angel of the Lord appears and he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. You know, what are the names of God? If you begin to study the names of God, God has many different names. Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi. He's my healer. But here's one of the names that I love in the New Testament. We find it in Isaiah as well. And it says, Emmanuel, that God is with us. I think somebody needs to hear that today during this crisis, during this pandemic, during this next extra 30 days of, of being in our homes. God is with you. God is with you. That is why it's so important for us as we continue to look at our vision. Our vision at Avenue Church is to know God, to find freedom, to discover your purpose, and to make a difference. And so number one is so crucial. We need to know God, and I know that God is with me. See, I don't want you to know church. I want you to know who Jesus is in your life. And once we begin to know God, then we truly begin to find freedom. Freedom from fear, freedom from anxiety, freedom from worry. And so that's been my prayer for our church. And so number one, God is with you. But number two, I want you to write this down. God called you. God has called you. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. 
I love that because the angel of the Lord appears and he calls Gideon by a name he's never heard before. He calls him a mighty warrior. And I want you to think about this. He is hiding in a hole. He's hiding in a pit. And God says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. God calls you by what he sees in his word. And so he says, you're a mighty warrior. In verse 14, it says, the Lord turned to him and the Lord said, go in the strength you have and save Israel. Go in the strength you have and save Israel. Am I not sending you? I am with you, so I am sending you. I am with you, so I am calling you. And here's what Gideon's response is. Now, I don't know about you, but if an angel Lord has showed up during his 30 days of quarantine and he showed up in my locked-in house and he said, the Lord is with you, Jeremy. You're a mighty warrior. I'd be excited. But here's what Gideon says. Gideon says, pardon me, my Lord. All right? Like, excuse me. Hold up. I'm not a mighty warrior. Uh, who am I? How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh. I am the least in my family. I'm here to tell you, church, we say it all the time at Avenue, that if you know who you are, then you'll know what to do. If you know who you are, then you'll know what to do. I'm here to tell you, if you know who you are in Christ Jesus, then we know exactly what we are to do. And so I love that Gideon's saying, pardon me, but who am I? God is sending us for such a time as this. It is a time for us to love God. And so I wrote this down. What do I do, pastor? What do I do during this season? Because if you know who you are, then you'll know what to do. You're a mighty warrior. You are God's masterpiece. You were created on purpose and for a purpose. And so what do I do? This is what I wrote down. Number one, I want you to love God. I want you to love God during this crisis, to pray, to read your word, to worship, to have faith, over fear. Feed your faith and distinguish our fears. But the second thing I want us to do is to love people. It's to love people. Share your toilet paper. Deliver a meal. Begin to not hoard. Begin to pray for strangers. Begin to reach out to those that are in need to say, you know what? God loves people, so I love people. That our identity in Christ helps us to know what to do in every season, in the good seasons and in the tough seasons. I know what to do because I have an identity in Christ. Do you know who you are? I love this in John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. How many know God is our overcomer? In First John chapter 4, verse 4, it says, you are God, little children. You have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. God is going to do something powerful inside of you during the season. He's even preparing you for the next season, that God has an overflow coming in our lives. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 and 14, the message version. It says, Moses spoke to the people. And Moses said, do not be afraid. How many know during this scary time that the church, the world needs a fearless church? And so Moses says, stand firm and watch God do his work. 
I'm here to tell you, God is with us and God has called us through his work of salvation for you today. Verse 14, and God will fight the battle for you. Guys, we're in a battle and in battle we pray. In battle, we confess God's word. In battle, we begin to stand and know that God is for us. He's not against us. And so I know who I am in Christ. Therefore, I know what to do in Christ. I'm going to pray. I'm going to confess. I'm going to speak healing over our land. That if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will heal their land. And so if I know who I am in Christ, I know exactly what to do because my God is fighting for us today. Can I get an amen, somebody? All right, I want you to chat it in right now. Say, amen, pastor. Because today you can either fight or you can flight. But I want you to write this down. When you're afraid, don't run away. When you're afraid, don't run away. Don't be like Gideon where he ran away and he began to hide and he began to isolate. This is the time more than ever we need to pray. This is a time more than ever we need to worship. This is a time more than ever we need to read our word. This is a time where we need to get into a Zoom group and to encourage one another, to take a time out from the news and all that's going on and to say, God, we need you to heal our land in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, there's a story of an elephant. I saw this on, on YouTube, I think several years ago. And there's a, a, a video of a ginormous elephant and he's charging a man. Now the camera was behind the man. And as this elephant's charging the man, he stands his ground. I don't know about you, but I would not. I'd be running, I'd be tripping somebody, I would freak out. He stood his ground and eventually the elephant stopped right before him. And it was known to be a mock charge that when we stand on the promises of God, I believe fear tries to mock us. Now hear me out. Fears are real. What's going on is very real in our society, in our world, but they have no power over us. The fear is an emotion, but it's not a state to be lived in. And so number one is God is with you. Number two, God has called us. But number three, God sees the crisis. God sees exactly what is going on. Because Gideon says this, pardon me, my Lord, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? to us. And I love this because this is a real and raw moment that is captured in scripture. Gideon says, where are all his wonders that, that our ancestors told us about? Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt, but now the Lord has abandoned us and he's given us into the hands of the Midianites. Can I say this? Now that the Lord has abandoned us, he's given us into the hands of the disease, of this, of this virus. And Gideon, he's upset. And his reaction is anger. He says, why has all this happened? And there's some of us right now, this is exactly the way that we're reacting. We're reacting by anger. We're upset. We want to blame someone or something. Some of us, we're, we're reacting with control, that I need the answers. I need to know exactly what is going on. I need to be in control. And I heard this statement this week, and it really spoke to my heart. It says, faith doesn't have the answers. Faith is the answer. Faith is the answer to this crisis. That you know what? I love 
verse 23. But the Lord said to him, this is God's response. And you know, I don't know about you, but as a father, I'd be like, listen up, boy. But here's what the heavenly father says. He says, peace, do not be afraid. He didn't rebuke him. He didn't yell at him. But he says, peace, don't be afraid. You're not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it the Lord is peace. Here's my prayer. I, want, I believe God wants the raw prayer. He sees your heart, so let's say it. Let's begin to have a relationship with God. God, I'm afraid. God, I'm, I'm upset. God, there's a fear of the unknown. It's literally killing me on the inside. And God says, let there be peace in your life. I'm going to build an altar today that says, God is my peace. But I can't provide all the answers. I wish I could. I wish I could tell you, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. Here's the remedy. Here's the answer. Here's the solution. But I can't tell you that today. But all I can do today is to remind you that God is with us. And when he's with us, there's peace. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll give us faith for the hard times and faith for the good times. Now, I have a study Bible, and in my study Bible, on the very bottom, in Judges chapter 6, I got this tiny, tiny little print. And right when Gideon says, Where, why has all this happened? Where were you, Lord? It tells me to go to Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. And the reason why it tells me that is because Judges 6 is relevant to Exodus chapter 3. And in Exodus chapter 3, this is where Moses has the burning bush experience, which is God. And here's what God says. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. And I am concerned for their suffering. Can I just say this today? God sees what's going on. God hears you. And he's concerned for their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land into good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the land of overflow. I think someone needs to hear this today, but God wants to deliver us. God wants to rescue you from the hands of the enemy today. And man, I would love to just give you a quick invitation. If you're watching this message today and you're saying, Pastor, I've been afraid, or, or maybe I've, I've never been to church before, and I'm watching online for the very first time. And you know what? I want to know God. I want to know that God is with me. I want to know that God has called me by name, that God wants to have a relationship with me. I want to know that God sees exactly what is going on. And if that's you today, I would love to pray with you. Matter of fact, our entire church watching online right now, we would love to pray with you. And so everyone do me a favor. I want you to bow your heads. I want you to close your eyes. I want everyone to pray this out loud. Say, Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I receive your forgiveness. Forgive me of my sins and be Lord of my life. Say, be number one with all my heart. The best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, everybody shout it. Amen. Type it in. Amen real quick. Say thank you, Jesus. And if you prayed that prayer, number one, I am so 
proud of you. You are now on a journey of trusting God, on a journey of knowing God, so we can find freedom, so we can discover our purpose, so we can truly make a difference. And if you prayed that prayer, please, please, for, for my sake, text HOPE to 702-727-8280. And man, we would love to, to get connected with you. If you're watching on our online portal right now, avenuechurch.cc, click the button right below that says, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Now, all we want to do is we want to provide some next steps for you. Now, for the rest of us, we say, what's, what's our response during this time? What does God want me to do during this time? I'll, I have three quick things for us to do. Continue to pray. Pray like you've never prayed before. Pray for our city. Pray for those in our church and all across America. Pray for God to heal our bodies. Jeremiah 30, verse 17, and I will restore you to health, declares the Lord. Let's begin to pray. Continue to give. I want to say thank you so much for your generosity during this time. Thank you so much for giving through the avenue, but also thank you for providing for strangers and neighbors, for those that are in need. But here's the last thing I would love for you to do, is I want you to worship. I want you to worship. That here's Gideon's response. Gideon's response is, I'm going to move forward in fear. And so Gideon assembles an army. God takes Gideon through a series of tests of, of, of we call it a Gideon's revival, where he reduces his numbers of his army. And there he is, he is on the battlefront, on the battle lines, and Gideon says, here's what God wants us to do. Lay down your weapons. I'm here to tell you, I, I would hate to lay down my weapons. Put down your swords and your bows and arrows, and, and you know, I mean, put it all down, and I want you to pick up your instruments. I want you to pick up your worship. And so in Judges, it begins to say that at the moment Gideon said, one, two, three, they broke jars of clay. They pulled torches out. They played their instruments. They began to give a shout of praise to the Lord. And when that happened, the enemies broke out in confusion and the enemies began to destroy each other. I'm here to tell you, church, it is time for us to worship. Psalms 56, verse 3 and 4 says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God's whose word I praise. You know what worship does? Worship helps us to realign our focus. Worship helps to have, have perspective to exactly what God has for our life. In God I trust and I'm not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? I want you to worship. And so in just a moment, we're going to go back into a worship song, and then our host will close out today's online church experience. But I want you to worship. Worship like never before. Get on Spotify and make a worship playlist. But let's begin to worship our God. Worship is giving glory to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You know, in just a week from now, we're going to be celebrating Easter. And we got a lot of things that we're going to be doing as a church totally online. But just 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on the cross. And I couldn't help but think about that three-day time span when they wrapped his body and they placed him into a tomb. I couldn't help but think about, about the disciples, about all those that believe Jesus. And they're saying, where is God? Did I have my faith in the wrong person? Uh, is this all? Did I do it all wrong? You know, how much fear came over their lives? But on the third day, Jesus rose again. God is with us. God has called us, and God has see, he sees exactly what is going on in our world 
today. See, there's a song that goes like this, an old song that says, Death couldn't keep you down. Grave couldn't keep him in. He reigns. He reigns. See, worship is our weapon. There's even a YouTube uh, video that's been going viral from a, a great church that all the church members came to the hospital. They began to put on worship music and nurses were going on the hospital rooftop singing Waymaker, begin to praise and worship the Lord. And that's exactly what I want us to do today. I want you to, wherever you're at, I want you to stand. I want you to raise your hands and I want us to worship together on this April day.